Welcome to the Fuel Life Simply podcast with Ben and Christy. In each episode, we will focus on the simple ways to improve your health and hopefully your life. In today's episode, we will explore the question, when do people show up in your life? So this is uh, this one hits home for me. I have reflected a lot on uh, my best friend dying. So we've talked about a bit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been it's been a major piece of my life for for five years. So so that's going to be it will be central in some of the episodes we do because it's allowed me to I think really connect more with life um, and to to experience a lot of hardship. And, and out of that has come a lot of positive as well. So I'm hoping that as, as I talk more about it, that people can relate and connect uh, based on my experience, because even just in life, as I've talked to people, they, they're usually able to come up with an experience for themselves that connects with it. Mm. And so so I think it also has allowed me to hear what other people are saying in regards to uh, the trauma that they've dealt with in their life. And so um, so I think this has been a big piece uh, for me because, um, you know, for the listeners out there, uh, the the death of my best friend was different than maybe many people have experienced with the death of friends is in the fact that that it was sudden mm-hmm. um, uh, cardiac arrest and I was there for it the only one and uh, and that he was able to be revived only to die a week later with his family there mm-hmm. so that's that is regardless of other people's experiences or what you might have dealt with it's traumatic in its own way and that was very traumatic it's it i mean it's it sent me on a very different path i think than i was even on at that point and so so that's where when i when when i hear what you're saying about when do people show up in your life it's it 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 rings true during those moments um and and like I said, I I feel like I feel like I wanna I want that to be a basis of what we talk about because it is so instrumental in life. Trauma is a huge part of people's lives, and so it's going to be a common theme. It just is because it's our it's my life. It's our life together now, mm-hmm. and and so it connects with also what our topic is today of like when do people show up in your life. And I could say during that time, I struggled to even identify who was showing up for me. It was really tough. Uh, I I did a lot of things that I don't think I would have normally done. I was drinking heavily at times. I was uh, trying to numb. I was lashing out at people. Uh, I felt like 
you know, people who I really thought were there for me and friends weren't even sending a text or just sent a text and there wasn't other responses. So it was, it was really tough. Uh, there was a, you know, there was a space where, where I was, I just felt lost, you know, like what's my direction now Mm. for a lot of reasons. So when I reflect on it now, it's much different because the, the people that were there, they were there. I don't necessarily acknowledge it or I didn't acknowledge it at the time. So it was more like my focus at the time was who isn't there rather than identifying who was. Mm. And that, that caused me a lot of heartache and pain. And it was uh, really challenging because, you know, I, I when I when I look back at it in the moment, I was say I was saying to myself, "Oh, I've been there for these people. Where are they?" And then, as I reflect on it now, I go, "Well, was I really there for them?" Or maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe it's just I wish they had shown up at that point. And at the same time, I could list off. A number of people that were there my best friends my family my mom so of course there were people there the other piece too is was I really asking for help either was I reaching out was I saying I'm here and this is what I need because in the past I just kind of bottled stuff up and and just when I needed help I didn't really acknowledge it or ask for it so I think that was even another piece, um, you know, that I'll talk a little bit more about. But, but that was that was a big piece too. Is like, when are you okay asking for help, or when is it okay? Especially, you know, as a male, or even just from our upbringing. I mean, you you I feel like you can relate to that too in the experience of upbringing, where um, the generation is even our parents' generation probably more than us, is that you don't really want to expose weakness or show it. Right. Well, I, I mean, when you talk about upbringing, it, it, for, for me in, in, in an Asian household with my mom being, you know, Korean, it's, you didn't share, you don't talk about the family things or things that are going in and on in your life and because that, that could bring shame. And so to, to speak of the things that you might need help for is not was not the norm. So growing up in that, it, it's made it difficult to ask for help. But then, you know, as you grow up, you realize, okay, if I if I show up for people, like I would do what I would maybe hope for in return, but I I struggle personally with accepting those things so maybe people have shown up for me in my life if i reflect and and think oh that they weren't there but maybe they were and i just didn't accept it so i also have to take ownership of that piece but maybe it wasn't the way that i needed so i didn't recognize it and that's that's really hard too um i mean we all have points in our life where we're like gosh i just i really need somebody to talk to and I think it's hard because we either have to reach out for it ourselves or you just have those people in your life that are there and just keep checking and you know seeing where you're at. Right. It's hard. It's 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 a fine line like 
when do you ask for help and and when do people just show up and then do we recognize it when they do i think it's easier to recognize it when they don't mm, right well and i think that's human nature unfortunately somehow whether we're programmed or it's our upbringing or whatever the piece is the negative always seems to be the one you gravitate towards it's and, easier and notice it's easier to notice mm-hmm I, I go back to what you said, uh, accepting. What did you mean by accepting? Like you weren't accepting people's help or well, reaching out? or I mean, it could be where somebody's like, oh, I'm going to bring this over for you. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. We're fine. You know, if I think back um, with our daughter's accident and feeling like, oh, people really aren't recognizing the the struggle that we're in right now, like how painfully difficult this is, especially emotionally, um, watching someone that you love struggle and, you know, taking that time and and feeling guilty and feeling like people maybe were um, judgmental or uh, not really fully understanding. And then it's like, also, well, where are people asking, like, what do we need? And then and if you know somebody's like oh i can bring over food and i'm like no it's that's fine like maybe i rejected some of that but so i have to own that too but it it it's hard maybe all you needed was someone to listen when right. they were offering food right so that's it's also identifying what is it that you need right which can be really hard i feel like in times of you know we've talked about oh well like I just need I need somebody to talk to. I need to just get out of the house or I need to go have like uh, like connect with people. I feel like you and I are that way where uh, where we benefit is connecting. So it could be just that happy hour where you're just sitting and talking to somebody that that is what we need because it we're able to express ourselves and express the if we're willing to share like, you know, the pain that we're experiencing or, you know, having somebody genuinely ask, I think that that's the biggest difference for me and and to be able to identify when are people genuinely asking, how are you versus asking just for the sake of asking or out Mm -hmm. of nosiness, you know what I mean? Like out of, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the courteous thing to do. I feel like there's a a fine line and maybe that's just me. being cynical in a way i don't right, know right. based on my life experience i mean it's it's really hard right. it's hard to know um what it is you need and and i also feel like just with all the other traumas that i've gone through that it's always like well i just need to rely on myself mm-hmm. i don't need to rely right. on anyone else because the only one that's going to get me out of this and through this is myself so yeah, so then it's it's difficult to accept it but of course as humans we want it we right. want people we want to feel like somebody has your back like yeah. you, you don't have to carry all the stones on your own like somebody's gonna let you take a break right you know well I mean? and i think too i think too it's the measure of in our minds when when do we show up for people and what does it look like because our our main communication is through a phone and through Facebook and Instagram. So, I mean, people share some very heavy things on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, I've responded, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I'd like to help out or pieces like that. Mm -hmm. 
But I even question myself, like, did I go beyond that? Like when people talk about losing loved ones or, or trauma that they've dealt with, is it enough to just go, well, I'm really sorry for you. And if you need, if you need anything, let me know. Am I checking in with them through text or phone call? Am I going beyond that piece? Mm -hmm. Because most likely they need more than just my reply on Facebook Mm -hmm. or Instagram or direct message. What's our level as humans? What is our what is our measure of when we feel like we did show up for somebody or what it looked like? Because maybe we thought we did and we didn't. Right. Well, and you can ask and ask and ask. You know, I've been in that situation. Like, what do you need? What can I do? Or can I do this for you? Or, you know, even just that, what do you need? And there isn't a response. And so how do you, you can't do more than that because if they're on the other side of it, like I was where I'm rejecting, well, there's not much more that you can do if somebody's not saying it. So I, I think the biggest piece is you have to be able to speak what you need. Right. You have to say it. Like, yeah, that was something that, I feel like stood out to me a long time ago is like, say what you need or say what you want and say it like, this is what I want or this is what I need. Because if you don't, then either you don't know it or nobody else will. Right. Like people can't read your mind. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, and sometimes that's what we're hoping for is we're hoping that people will just do, but maybe we don't even know what it is. Like you said, yeah. like maybe we don't know how we want people to show up. Right. So I think then we can't we can't be angry or upset because they didn't do it the way we wanted if we right. didn't ask for it. Right. When I can even I can go back to my experience. The time after, you know, that that time when people kinda take a step back because they feel like maybe you're handling it or you know, it's usually weeks after. Mm-hmm those days where you don't hear from anybody and it's like silent you're by Mm -hmm. yourself or those pieces and yet you know when I reflect it's like okay wait how could I have done it different where maybe I didn't need to be so angry at people or lash out or make comments or or feel angry with people's reactions because on those days where I was you know, felt very alone mm-hmm. by myself, didn't know what direction to go into. It, it could have been as simple as reaching out to people. It could have been as simple as um, sending a text. It could have been as simple as making a phone call and go like, I just, I just need you to listen for a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I had a real trouble doing that. I think I would do better at it now. I think I, I think I do. Um, but during that moment, it's like, you don't, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to respond or, or you just, you know, you're, you're angry. I was angry at life. I, I felt like I was on this new path and, um, new business and, and, and working with, um, you know, a person that was like my brother who probably, I, I don't know. I mean, I've had a lot of really close relationships with friends, but the one with him was very different also with Mike. So, it was like struggling to equate like so where do i go from here and and when i reflect like of course hindsight's 2020 when i go back now i would go oh man like all i probably needed to do was just connect with these other people who have been strong pieces in my life since then Mm -hmm. and and always have if i really reflect 
they've been strong, strong pieces of my life for 20 years. And they're always there. It's just a matter of they're going through their own stuff too. Right. And, and it might be hard to set aside. And, and, and I know in talking to them after the fact that they would have set stuff down. They would have. And it was just my, my problem with asking for help. And even I think acknowledging being lost and struggling because who wants to really acknowledge that? Like right. when you feel like, I mean, right? People, we've probably all had an experience of water where it's like panic, mm -hmm. which way is up? Mm -hmm. You're just trying to find that direction. And, um, and it's much easier to be angry and lash out rather than acknowledging maybe your own faults and your struggle at the time. Um, where now as I reflect, I can look at that a lot more and, and even with current situations as I've tried to work through the five years, there's been plenty of times where that's come up as well. Right. So then what would you do differently? I think it's what we've been talking about is just asking for help, like reaching out, saying, actually saying what you need. Yeah. If you can identify what that is. Right. Well, and I also think it's important to measure people's capacities for what they can offer. Oh, so, definitely. And right. I think that there's a also a line of trust. Right. Like, I don't know if you would, if you struggle with trust, do you, do you ask for help do you do you rely on people i mean if i think of myself personally like i i sometimes trust too quickly and then get burned so i struggle with trust i go back and forth do i do i trust you or do i don't you know what i mean like right. how much faith can i put into one person you know right and especially if there have been times where you think that they're there and they they don't step up or react or relate to you in, in the way that, that you need or how you think you might need. Right. I mean, I think that there's, there's a piece of that too. How do you, how do you ask? And then is it based on trust? Right. And what, and what's your response if you ask and they don't show up? That's, that's a whole nother piece too, right? If you're, I think at times I'm scared to ask cause I don't know if they'll show up. And then you're mm -hmm. like, and then it's further disappointment. Right. Mm. Well, I think if you go back to, well, what's the worst that can happen? Right. They're not there. They say no. Right. They let you down. I mean, everybody's been disappointed before. So right. I think that if you go in with it and the idea of, well, what's the worst? Uh, well, I can be let down. Yeah. Well, you're already in a space where you feel let down, so you just move on from that. But that takes right. a lot of like internal grit right. too, like to be able to be okay. And then hopefully you have more than one person that you can bounce off of or ask for that, right. you know? But you know, that can be hard too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, so just bringing back to, to what you said, like what would I do different? I think, I think, I think I did it different when our daughter had the accident. I think I did do it different at that point. I was more open to connecting with people and talking to them about what had happened and mm -hmm. asking for help and saying, here's what I need. Mm -hmm. Just in more emotionally, 
through conversation that mm -hmm. piece. Mm -hmm. So I think I think I can go back and look at that with your personal relationships. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would have done different is one, I would have asked for more help. I would have seeked counseling earlier. I would have tried to look a little bit more at like what grief looks like because I really hadn't experienced it. I thought I had. Mm. And then and then I would have, in the moment, I would have allowed however I reacted to people's help. And I would have either stood up for myself and been like, hey, I've asked for your help and it wasn't there. Or, or I would have let it go. And I would have relied on those people that, that were there. Mm -hmm. that that did because there were plenty of people that did when I asked and and all I had to do was ask for a number of them and some of them didn't show up and that's okay too because when I reflect they didn't have the capacity to at the time and maybe never will right there are certain people who I've chosen to keep in my life who will never have the capacity to show up during times of trauma for me so that's important too understanding and you get to decide if you keep them in your life i mean that's a piece too right right if if you got to be okay with who people are and 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 what they offer that coincides with you right, right? well and some people come in your life or are a part of your life for seasons or stages i firmly believe that like yep. for example a long time ago i had a girlfriend she was my best best friend and really helped me get through a lot of things and I don't think I could have done that without her and now she's not in my life but she was there when I needed her most and was a part of that so I have to recognize that there are some people that come through your life for stages or seasons and they really are there for you and then they might not be anymore and then there are people who are part of your life that maybe will never be a part of that that piece where you really need them, but they're there for a different right. part of it. Like, you know, oh, well, they're they're the fun friend to to laugh with and to hang out with, but they're not there for the heavy stuff. Right. They can't, and they just don't have the capacity, like you were saying. But I've had some of those too, where it's like, nope, I'm just, and then I have to think, well, maybe I'm, I have been that for other people too. Like maybe I've been there for like the hardest shit but I can't do it anymore. Like I've had my fill and I just, I, I can't because mm -hmm. I'm at my limit with my own. So it's hard for me to carry both. Right. So I've had that experience. And then I've had the experience where your heavy is different than my heavy and I keep asking, asking, asking and you're not letting me in. So I don't, I don't know what else to do so, than to step back. And when, you're, when you need me for the other piece that let's go have fun, I can be there for that. So I feel like we provide for people based on what they need, but we also have to accept what other people provide to us based on what they can provide. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, so I, just reflecting and recognizing that. And then listening to what you're saying, I can completely relate in the fact that you go, well, there's been people in your life who they're, they're like the happy hour friend, right? Mm -hmm. The drinking buddy, where when you, if you end up going through a divorce, they're not the ones to rely on. Mm -hmm. You might, they, they might be up for a great time to go have a bunch of drinks with and mm -hmm. hang out. That's about it though. Mm -hmm. They're not going to want to listen to your sob story or, or what, you know, what's going on. It's just there to have fun. Right. So, so that piece too. So it could be, 
or or the friend that you take outdoor trips or your hiking friend mm-hmm. like they they might be able to up to that level and they also might just be that person that you two connect because you love to hike or you love to ski or you know you love to be outdoors or you love to camp um i say those things because those are you know the things i love right but it can be anything else i mean you know if you if crocheting is your you got your crochet buddy i don't know right I mean, it's true right right or just somebody like you're maybe you're in a book club or you guys play bunko yeah. like do the other types exactly. of things people like to do cooking right and those are important because they help you they help you distract too because we all need that piece i mean if we just if we just focused on you know the heavy of life every day because you could pick out something that's heavy every day and you just focus on that and commiserate and talk with people about that that's not right that's not joyful so so then at least you've got those distractions are important and those friends are there for you in that way exactly. and it's it's recognizing that that's right. the hardest part mm-hmm. i mean and it, it could be like i think now this could be a generalization so people might not agree or appreciate but i think men are better at compartmentalizing or categorizing um or some of us some brains function that way so if you're able to identify and maybe it takes work like you know i i think i've i've worked to figure that out and sometimes those rose colored glasses come off like we've talked about where you're like everybody is happy and but no that's not true and once you take those off it can be a hard reality but you you do have the the, the people in your life, like, well, if I need a good laugh, I know who I can count on. Or um, if I if I need to complain, this is the person that I'm gonna call because, you know, they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, oh man, mm, F that, this, that. Like they, they, you've got your person that, that will be like your cheerleader and oh yeah, this, that, 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 you know. So you have people in your life, it's just being able to identify what you need and say it if you really, really need it because really, I think you have to turn it around and and say like you've said well could i have done it differently or the next time i will need to do it differently hopefully there isn't another next time where there's like a trauma where you might need that sort of a situation but to be able to identify and and speak what you need yep i think that's that's a really big thing and then hopefully there's there's that outlet for you or that person or people that can be there to support you the way that you need it. Yeah. Well, and and I think what you're what you're talking about too is if you can see those people that are in your lives for where they're in your lives and and where you can both be supportive of even if it's just bunko or hiking or skiing or surfing or whatever that piece is you should recognize that like that that's where it comes to gratitude Mm -hmm. where we can we can look back and instead of going where was this where where did this person not show up or what am i missing in my life i mean that can be a whole nother subject right and you bring it back to when did this person show up and how can i be grateful for them in my life just like your friend you can be grateful for that time it might hurt at times that you're not friends anymore and maybe you don't even understand why. And at the same time, you go, I can recognize though when they were there mm-hmm. and they did show up. Absolutely. So so I can look at most people I think that are still in my life 
or even former ones that I don't connect with anymore. And I can really be positive about what, what we offered each other at that time. Right. And, and however we were supportive, even if we were going through a great time, they were friends and they, they were important pieces during that, that time of life. Mm -hmm. So, so it doesn't always have to be, you know, the person who just dredges through the mud with you. And I have a few people that have done that, which are lifelong friends now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean they'll all be like that. And that's okay. It's, it's getting to a point of where it's okay to feel that way and um, and then to also just go back and go, how did certain people help me through? Like, I mean, I've got tech strains with buddies who really did help me through times. Um, and there's been some deep, deep discussions in those tech strains or just leave an audio message and like, sometimes that's just helpful to know somebody else is struggling and you can relate and, and even, um, get into your own trauma to, to better understand what they might be going through. And and one of the things I think I did is I would equate, like my trauma is worse than yours, but who am I to judge for that? Like each person's trauma is their own trauma. They're, like I might've dealt with that and that was really hard, but it doesn't mean it was any harder than what you might be going through. Right. Because it's that person's experience and you don't want to take that away. Well, and also I think too, a big piece when I when I think about people who are of service, sometimes the way that we are able to maybe distract ourselves, because when you were saying distracting ourselves, um, is to be of service to somebody else. So if we're able to help and uplift or mm-hmm. give to someone or or assist it it helps us in our in our own capacities or in our own space to be able to give or support or lend that hand and also there's that that connection and that re- that relating to even if it's different like i think pain is pain you know even though it might feel different to different people people are right. people have pain and people have joy mm-hmm. and to be able to share those experiences i think is really important right when well, um i think that's a really good point too of just like looking at yourself and service acts of service mm-hmm. for other people so this is where it comes back to where where i've had to reflect a lot too of if I'm truly selfless, what does it matter what other people provide for me mm-hmm. or when they show up for me? Mm-hmm. If I'm truly selfless, then I'll just show up for other people mm-hmm. and what will be will be. Mm-hmm. And not expected in return. Right? That's a extremely hard place to be as humans who have egos. That's a really hard piece mm-hmm. to even get to. Um, and I, still don't do it perfectly i think maybe i get better each day i try to it's really challenging because it's hard not to go i was there for you when did you show up for me and in the end does it does it matter but i think in the moment most of us aren't 
or we try not to, and I know you try not to be like in that moment when somebody is in need, you're there with empathy. You're, you know, you just are there. Mm. And it's not of, well, because I expect something. And I think that's our hope is that other people are doing that for us. But at the same time, like you said, it's, you can't expect it or think it's going to come well, and I would say too, I think a lot of the joys that I've had in life when things were joyful or there were pieces that were joyful, times that were joyful, mm. which is often is when I when I could, I get the most joy of being selfless, like just striking up a conversation with somebody or asking how people are, you know, just just being not focusing on myself or what I need at that moment, but really what others need, whether it's family or friends or that piece, that brings joy. Not, I mean, sure, when people have been there for me, does that bring joy too? But I don't think it's the same. I think it's more when I can, when I know that I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, when people appreciated it, that's, that adds to it. And same thing, if I'm being selfless and people don't show appreciation, then I should be okay with that too because I'm happy with the effort that I made. Um, so if I go to that, then then it's like, well, I, if I just do the best I can every day and show up for people, shouldn't that be enough? Right. Well, then if you think back, like, well, if everybody else is doing the best they can and they show up for you and you mm. can, shouldn't that be enough? Right. Mm. Food for thought. Exactly. Mm. So one thing that we were talking about earlier is when you're in that space and you're having a hard time, something that we talked about was remembering when you're in that space and you're like having a hard time and you're low to reflect on when you're not, when you haven't been in that space, when you're in your high, like Mm. not high high but like <laughs> like when you're be too. when you're in a when you're in a, a space of being in gratitude mm-hmm. okay we'll change that so when you are low and feeling down to try to reflect on the time when you are in a space of gratitude and when you're in a space of gratitude sometimes it helps to remember what it felt like when you were in that low and i think that that also helps with your empathy or in empathy mm-hmm. when somebody else is in that low i think you can you can relate, like people relate. Like when you see somebody who is sad and really struggling and that's that's where empathy stems from, where you're like, if if you can at all relate to that person's experience, you can share. And I think when people have had very serious traumas or experiences like you have, or you know, a number of people out there, it helps to remember that so that you can offer that lending hand where you might have needed it. So if you can tap into that, then I think that that also helps with that selflessness and gratitude. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, and and speaking to your point is, would you know what joy is if you didn't feel pain or vice versa? Right. So so in in maybe our current age where where people are I don't know, just expecting to be happy all the time, like life should be good all the time. Um, the reality is it's not. And what makes those great moments great is the fact that you've been through tough times mm-hmm. and then you can see 
when it is great. Because if you don't acknowledge it and you just expect things to be happy all the time, well, what's your level of happiness? So if you expect it to be happy all the time, well, when you're not as happy, is that not as good as being very happy? Like you can look at it that way too. And the reality is life is all about physical pain, mental pain. Um, Emotional pain. And joy and anger and sadness and all the emotions. And you're supposed to feel all those things and recognize it. That's, that's the best piece is you recognize it and then hopefully move through it and be able to be grateful for each piece because each day as humans can be very tough and there's always good things as well. Right. And I think that as humans, we just, we just want to connect and we want to know that other people can relate to us and that we can relate to others. And I think that just kind of brings us full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So as always, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please follow and comment on any of our social media platforms. You can find us at Simply Perfect Powder. Uh, We'll be doing posts again, focusing on gratitude or even getting experiences from people from tough times that they've dealt with. Um, And, uh, you know, we, we really want that piece of being able to connect with our listeners and the people following us on social media um, because that's really what's important for us as well. So we hope you have an excellent day and remember to fuel life simply.